part of like the normality thing with my fans is that normality is like it's not a real word by the way people always tell me that and they're like you know, in normal is not a real word, right? <laughs> yes, I know. In normal is not a real word. I like word. it too. It works. It works. It was just the first time I heard "inormality wrecked." That's my shit. I know. I was like, "What did she just?" Say? But like the <laughs> the idea for me behind it, at least when I put my input in, was like. Hey everybody! Welcome back to Combo Series. I am your host RJ, aka Reg Travels. And I am Trevin Riser, a.k.a. The Chosen One, back again, once again. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to say good morning if you're watching this in the morning. And good evening if you're watching this in the motherfucking evening. Thank I got to start adding some stuff to mine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you you just, got like three phrases now. I like to address people that are listening like they're here, you know what I mean? All right. it's, it's more personal. And I appreciate everybody who shows back up to this every week. So it's like, you know. It's, yeah, we it's, do appreciate all of you. It's a real listeners. experience. And, and I just wanted to, yeah, you know, like greet them as if they had just showed up. Like if it's morning, good morning. Welcome. You know. What about the people who listen to it at night? Like the overnight that's why workers. I said if, good evening if you're listening to this in the evening. It's not evening. That's night, Trevin. Well, good night. But like, that's weird. <laughs> I know, right? I was if wondering. If you're opening your night with this, then I'm not going to tell you good night. Have a wonderful night. Yeah, um, for sure. Okay. I've I been, was just wondering how you were going to handle that. I've been going on a little too long. Uh, we, sorry, but we have a special guest in <laughs> we studio do. with us today. We do. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can see him right now. He is a friend of the show, um, a friend of mine, friend of ours. Nice. Uh, he was, uh, what, what am I trying to say? Was, uh, But he is the... Engineer, producer, for producer. artist Young Slip Up, who we had here a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Shouts out, whenever. Slip Up. Shouts out. Um, yeah, just super dope, talented musician, and we'd like to welcome to the show. Yes, everyone, welcome, Prod Trotter. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> there's an audience. Welcome. You can't hear it right now, but there's an audience. Oh, okay. Trust we'll hear it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah for just sure. the headphones are noise canceling. <laughs> yeah, I hear them. I'm not wearing headphones today. But welcome. Yeah, we talked about doing this since uh, Slip Up was on the show. For sure. And, yeah. And uh, <laughs> kind of had the idea even before that. We've always been, you know, kind of fans of yours. And... I appreciate that, bro. It's super good to be on here. Hell yeah. Dope ass beats, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. I, I'm telling you, the amount of times you made me just bob my head in the car, like, wow. and, and where I work. I be trying to stunt, okay? Because I got a, <laughs> I mean, I got a pretty decent car, and I got yeah. like bows throughout my, you know. Yeah, I got yeah, the bow system, system right? So, your beats, I'm telling you, man, I'll just put them Appreciate on, that. listen to some young slip up, uh, and then just ride slow out of as I leave work. It's always crazy <laughs> to me to hear that like people actually fuck with something that I came up with in my head. I don't know. I've always just been like a very self-conscious person worried about what people think as far as my art goes i never felt like the shit i made was good enough mm. so like when i go to slip up shows or i see people like dming me appreciating what i do saying like i love your music it's always crazy to me i'm like oh yeah i made dude. that and people people yeah. enjoy it it's, it's weird it, it's, it's definitely a crazy weird. feeling that's what india Ari says shouts out um shouts she out. says i'm an artist and i'm sensitive about my shit i'm yeah. sorry that was erica badu so shouts out to erica badu shouts too. out she said, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I think India already just got it proposed to or something like that. That's why she's in my mind. We've just recently started having people like reach out to us that want to be on. Yeah. It's usually us acquiring the guests. Mm. And now that we've been doing it for like, we're still not, you know, huge. I'm not bragging. But like recently people have 
you know, said, hey, I've seen your show and I want to be on the show. Right. I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> it's a crazy feeling, <laughs> You're like, don't it? expect mm-hmm. it. You're like, people, like, actually listen? It feels like you finally, like, uh, made something of it. Where yeah. people are like, wow, I want to listen to this. So Which rem- is, is dope, huh? I remember when I first started making music. Um, yeah, let's get into that. With uh, Slip Up. It was either Slip Up or one of our other homies at the time. I was talking to him. I was like, yo, bro, if we try hard on this shit, if we make a great song, we can probably get, like, 100 views. Like, that was my mindset. Yeah. And like, I, I remember. You. I feel when you. I we f- feel you. That's big. <laughs> yeah, if we do it really well, no, we can get 100 Real views. shit, like, honestly, to me, it almost seemed like that first, getting that first couple hundred was harder than getting a 1,000 or thousands. Because, mm. like, you don't got the skill yet. You don't know how to drop music. You don't know how to market And I feel as time goes on, it just gets easier and easier and more natural. But when you first start out, it's rough, bro. I bet you guys have experienced the same thing. Musically? (laughs) Or, uh... Well, and and I'm talking about... Musically for me, but... Podcasts, yeah. 100%. But in in all areas of creativity that we have our hands in, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's always... It's a... It's a slow process. And if you... If you try to just, like, do too much too quick, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not. It doesn't work. You gotta. It, you gotta learn. Yeah, it's not. What's the word? You ever heard There's the no thing? Longevity in it. You ever heard the uh, quote? I forget who said it, but it's um, to be a master at anything, you have to put a uh, ten thousand hours in. Yeah, that's uh, crap. What's yeah, who name? is it? Oh, he. There's a book about it too. It's yeah. probably somebody mm-hmm. we all should know, and I know the quote, but I probably have never. Yeah, everyone's heard that. Robert Green maybe has one called Mastery, but that's it's based off of the ten thousand hours uh, thing. But that, yeah, I, I have heard about that. Like everyone wants to be great when they first start at something. Who doesn't want to be great? But mm-hmm. it's like it's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell everybody like when you go and look at our shit, like. Everybody uses the excuse, well, I need a a camera, I need a microphone, I need a computer. And even me, when I started out, you know, like I wanted to start out like pretty established, but that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go on to the Combo Series YouTube and scroll all the way down to the bottom. You're going to see us sitting on a couch filming with an iPhone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No mics. (laughs) You know, um, sorry, go ahead. It can also be discouraging because like, um, there's some people we know that just because of, like, their popularity, like, this was back when I was in high school, their popularity at the time, they make a song, and they put it out, and they have so many friends that it's getting a 1,000 views, mm. 2,000 views instantly. But they're friends listening. They're not people that appreciate you for your music. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So when you get out of high school, you still don't got the fan base. You know what I mean? Your views drop. Mm. People forget about each other. Makes sense. So it's like, it's... Better in my perspective to get that slow start, build up, get your talent, build a natural organic fan base that appreciate you for the art you're making and the connection they have with you than to just have people that like you for different reasons, social reasons to Mm. fuck with what you make. Exactly. Like I've always said, no matter how many people listen to the show, it could be five or 500, Mm -hmm. but that no matter what that number is in between, it's going to be a reason for me to do it every week. I, lo- I love coming in here and, you know, it's my place to come in and say what's on my mind. Uh, but it's also, it's, it's grown into something bigger than that too. Yeah, for sure. Um, but either way, you know, like that's what it's about. And mm-hmm. It's about the art and, the, and connecting with the people who, who consume the art. You know, yeah, and on sure. that note, I like to say I appreciate all our listeners and watchers and subscribers and all you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, and good yeah. morning and good evening. 
Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Music for me, though, it's just crazy. Like, to me, I love our fans, obviously, but even if I wasn't posting my music, I'd still be making it. Mm. Music for me, and if we want to get into, like, mental illness and stuff later on, music keeps me sane. Music is, like, what honestly keeps me safe and alive. Not even, like, from a fan point of view, like, having a following is what makes me continue just living. the art itself, the exactly. expression, and what it does for you psychologically and emotionally. Exactly. Healing. Music's my escape, for sure, 100%. Yeah, music's always been my number one passion, and that's why I'll always be a musician first, but right now I'm focusing on every other aspect of this business that's paying bills you know what i mean that's another and i'm big passionate thing. about that shit too like i'm passionate about producing and video editing and you know like all of that shit but like you know sitting down playing guitar or sitting down writing rhymes rapping is not mm-hmm. paying now it's not paying and i don't know i'll always be doing that mm-hmm. like you know i know that when i met young slip up we were doing smaller shows and he's moved on to like way bigger mm-hmm. bigger stuff and i think that's so cool but if i could do those shows like once a month for the rest of my life and then just run my own business like i could be a, i would consider myself a successful musician you know some guys might consider that like the dead end but it's all about having that connection with the audience 100 percent. if it's 10 people in the crowd that are there to hear what i got to say then fuck it. it's crazy you mentioned that too because like everyone wants their dream to pay bills you know what i mean i'm sure you would love to be able to sit here in this room all day and do conversations and have your rent be paid have your insurance be paid and shit like that, that. Would be i would too incredible and like, i make a decent amount <laughs> of money selling beats but at the end of the day i need bills paid i need my car paid i need my rent paid mm-hmm. i need my phone paid so i have a job right now in construction and like i hate that shit i hate it but what am i gonna do just sit in my room and make beats and get evicted have no car <laughs> and have nowhere to make beats yeah. at the end of the like, day like you have to have a source of income until your dream is pain. And people don't, they don't, they people like don't to want to do that nowadays. That. They want to skip that part. Yeah. They want to skip the grind. Mm-hmm. But it's about delayed gratification. My mom used yeah. to always try to teach that to me. And I was like, no, <laughs> I, I want that shit right now. now. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. But it's, it's taken a while for me to learn that, but it's so true. Yeah. Um, and if I may just go back, going back to what you were saying, pretty much it was piggybacking off of what you were saying, Prod. Um, but, basically like having even if it's that tiny amount of people who listen you know what i mean mm-hmm. that that's something that's really to me i think way back when we first started this podcast we were like what is our dream jobs i don't know if you remember this episode yeah yeah we talked about that like, and i said if i could just do like this basically i think i use charlemagne the god <laughs> as my we love charlemagne well i do um but seriously though his, like if he could if i could just interview people like that's just interview famous people. That's all I want to do. But do you, um, do you work right now? Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you don't want to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't want to. But I mean, like, um, even just like going back to that little, uh, little audience. Mm-hmm. Even when you have a little, a little audience, you appreciate it. Remember when we did Emily Ray's, um, episode in front of the live audience? Actually, yeah, that was insane. That was crazy. It was like what fifteen people less than 20 people there but it was like it wow like a thousand and everybody was like oh we loved it we appreciate it it's like crazy so yeah that for me was probably my first like live show you guys yeah. go through that all the time i that's that's you know what i mean this is what i do it's definitely more nerve-wracking I've been on small live. stages almost yeah. my whole life <laughs> i've never i don't do like you know big gigs but like 
coffee shops, bars, open mic, stuff like that. Mm. You got to build your way up. Or uh, like the loading dock. That was like a real gig, but it's mm-hmm. a small venue. Um, yeah. For local shows. That's the kind of shit I love, though. It's more, well, I would imagine it's more intimate. I've never done like, you know, big old rooms. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. But, uh, uh. But uh, let's let's get into your life. Let's get into oh. like where you came from, what you grew up, or how you grew up, all that stuff. Um, and uh, then we'll get into how you got into music. Okay. Um. So I grew up in a uh, small beach town, population like I think it's like forty thousand. <laughs> um, small, but it's <laughs> yeah. called uh, San Clemente. It's okay. halfway exactly California? in between. Yeah, I know where that's halfway from. in between San Diego and L.A. Oh, like, nice. Exactly in the. I always say L.A. Because people that aren't from California, yeah. I'm, like, I'm from San Clemente. I'm like, where? I'm like, you know where San LA. Diego is? And they're like, where? I'm like, L.A. What? L.A. <laughs> you know L.A.? They're like, yeah, I know L.A. So That's where I'm from. Yeah. So, okay. um, Same thing living here. People like from outside of here, they don't. you have to just tell them you live in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. So, so um, I was born into a, I guess you could call privileged so uh, my parents were together a uh, very religious family wow how professional <laughs> no, uh, wow you're good a uh, very religious family uh, i was actually a really good kid i was always very troubled i always had a lot of problems in my head okay and uh i was never i was always like anti-drug i was super religious up until later on in my life and i never wanted to do anything bad and i actually um raced dirt bikes yeah, nice. I raced motocross. Okay, I was going to ask the motor. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. I lived at a professional training facility called the Grindstone Compound. It's an amazing facility. Mm. They have amazing people there. And I just, I kept getting hurt, man. Yeah. I broke my leg like three times in one year. I uh, broke wow. my. The same leg? Yeah, uh-huh, same leg, this one. I can't feel the whole inside down. Uh, I got a bunch of concussions. Yeah. I spent like a year of my life in the hospital. And that's when shit honestly started to change for me from, like, going to a good kid to a bad kid. Because I remember my dad was, like, anti-pain pills. My first couple times in the hospital with a broken leg, he was like, nah, you ain't getting any pain pills or anything. Mm. But the second time, or the third time, the last time, when I broke my leg, I fell off of a jump. And I landed on my leg, and my bone shot out. Oh, my goodness. And so I get in the hospital, and they're like, we're going to have to pull on your leg. Like, get the bone back in. That's true. And my dad's like, you ain't getting any uh, pain medication for that. Fuck you mean I'm not getting right. pain medication for that. That's, so that's honestly, like the moment my life changed, I haven't even had pain pills up until this point. Mm. They shoot me up with ketamine. Oh, horse tranquilizer. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember, dude, like the second they pushed that plunger down, like my eyes opened. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this is what drugs are like? Yeah. <laughs> and so I remember it was a long recovery. There was like three surgeries for that leg. I was on a Norco. Or was okay. it Norco? It was either Norco and Oxycodone off and on. I was uh, switching medications every day for like nine months. By the time I got off them, I was like, damn. I don't even want to ride dirt bikes anymore. I kind of want to just uh, get high. <laughs> Maybe yeah. motocross life is not for me. And so I started getting into worse stuff down in California. Uh, my family wasn't really happy with what was going on in our town. So they're like, this is when I'm like 15, 16. Now they're like, all right, we're moving up to Utah. Hmm. So uh, I get here and uh, the drug stuff just got a lot worse. Mm. Um there's it's no just, shortage shortage of that here. Yeah, it's no. pretty bad. Uh, the thing that was crazy to me though is the fakeness of the pills up here. The like, what now? Pills. The fakeness? Yeah, like pressed pills. I'm not aware of 
Like, yeah, you're not aware of that. pressing their own oxys? Like, they're pressing their own oxys, pressing their own Percocet, pressing their own Xanax. Huh? Mm-hmm. Like, no pills you get up here are safe. Well, I mean, pills aren't safe in general, but, like, when you're taking Damn. a prescription, mm-hmm. you generally know what you're taking, right? Yeah. So I was trying to get shit, and I was getting uh, fake pills a lot. Okay. And then, so I'm going through this, and uh, I'm going to school dealing with, like, mental illness and stuff that we can get into later, and uh, mm-hmm. I just... Kind of, I lose track of life. I start just like doing shit in school. I don't care about anything. And uh, around this point is uh, my family was putting me in and out of uh, rehabs and mental institutions for this time. And I remember uh, the last time I get out of a mental institution, me and Colt or me and Slip Up were always uh, around each other, mm-hmm. but off and on. But because uh, like, we had a lot of mutual friends, right? right. We never really fucked with each other. Like, it's not like we didn't fuck with each other. We just didn't know each other. But we had uh, mutual friends. And then I get out, and I see Slip Up in the hallways. And I'd missed, like, six months of school. And he's like, hey, you're back. <laughs> and I was, I, was like, I was like, you know who I am? He's like, yo, what's up, bro? So we dive each other up. And then after that point, me and Slip Up just started being, like, really good friends. And I remember, like, when we really started connecting is uh, we – there was this thing called MAP at school. And it was, like, a – it was a period, and you'd just, like, go around to classes and get help for shit. But I didn't give a fuck about school, so I was like, all right, slip up. Let's get the fuck out of here. So we'd go sit in his car, and he'd just freestyle. Nice. Yeah, like, none, neither of us made music, but he was just always freestyling, bro. I was like, what was the fuck? And like, it got to the point when, like, I don't know. you. I know you've dealt with some addiction, but uh, the easiest way for me to uh, get rid of an addiction has always been to replace it. That's, yeah, well, that's the easiest way, but it's not really a... Healthy way. Yeah, it's it's like you're going backwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't realize at the time, though. So, like, at the time, I got off the Zans and the pain pills, but I started uh, cutting myself, self-harm. That's what I got really into. Okay. Then when I went, I got put in a mental institution for that, because it's not a healthy behavior. Mm-hmm. And they told me, they're like, you need something, you need an outlet. You need to find something that you can do. Dude, I don't know what the fuck I am going to do. and Because right. I used to be riding dirt bikes for me. That's what I would do. That's how I dealt with my that mental illness. Right. And uh, so I was remember I got out of rehab and or, uh, the mental hospital, and I was really into Suicide Boys at the time. And I was watching the uh, No Ooh, Jump. I just found out. out about. Yeah. Shouts out. <laughs> just found out about Suicide Boys. Literally but. right before we went on air. Yeah. <laughs> so this was like 2016, 2017. And I was watching the uh, No Jumper interview with uh, Scrim and Ruby. And uh, Scrim's talking about how he was addicted to shooting up heroin. And what helped him get off it kind of was he uh, heard that T-Pain made the whole I Love a Stripper album on GarageBand. Like mixing, mastering everything on GarageBand. He and did. I remember I at the time. That. That's true? My, yeah. 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 Oh, that's dope. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> the, and I remember at the time, my mom's into photography, and my dad had just bought her one of, the, like, the new Macs, the big Mac. Mm. For It was, like, Valentine's nice. Day or something. Wait, the and, ones with the backs? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom, but I snatched that shit. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> Sorry. Shouts out to his mom. I, I didn't take it out of the house. Oh, okay. I saw it, and I just, like, brought it down into the basement. Oh, I and, thought you, like, <laughs> sold it for <laughs> crack or some shit. And I, uh, I set it up, <laughs> and I downloaded it. <laughs> That's where my mind went. <laughs> no, so I get GarageBand on it. Okay. And I start trying to uh, record myself because mm-hmm. I wanted to make music. 
I've always been super into music. When I was little, I uh, I always played like the violin and the viola, the cello, shit like that. I've always been really musical. Nice. I, the violin is literally my absolute like favorite. Strings. Yeah, strings. It's my favorite. And so, I started recording myself. I was like, damn, I am dog shit. I hate the sound <laughs> of my voice. Like, even right now, it's hard for me to hear myself, bro. And I know I'm going to cringe when I listen to this podcast. Hey, what is, like, 60-something episodes? I still cringe at my voice. Same, yeah. same. You think you're going to get used I'm to like, it? I'm uh, like, So, I remember. Sometimes I do, but then it's like, You uh. get used to how much you can't get used to mm-hmm. how bad That's you what hate hearing your voice. Yeah, so, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to make beats. So, I, uh. I find this page that has samples, and I don't even know what, like, tempo is at this point. So I just download, like, a melody and a drum loop Mm. that are completely out of tempo, (laughs) sound like dog shit together, and I start throwing them together. And it's, like, the worst beats you have ever heard in your entire life. (laughs) And I remember I started showing them to, like, uh, slip up and shit at school. Mm. And he's, I I hear him freestyling, and we come to the idea, we're like, Hey, let's let's like fucking make music. So that day, you want to make music to the We go home bro. to my house, and we house, and we record. <laughs> we record him on the. Uh, it, I think it was like the Ten Toes Challenge or some shit at the time. Yeah, that's what it was. That's yeah. what I heard. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, "Do you know how to mix?" Like fuck yeah, I know how to mix. Did you know how to mix? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I do like the shit. I do it like the shittiest mix ever. There's like max reverb. I boost the low end EQ on his voice all the way up. I take out the highs so it sounds muffled. <laughs> I'm like, then we just uploaded it straight to SoundCloud, and it was oh dude, the mix was dog shit. I still have that song. I'm like, dude, what the fuck was I doing? Slip up. Why did you let me post this? That's what I'm saying, though. You got to leave that stuff up. Because, like, you know, nah, I'll, nah, I'll, never, I'll never get rid of the first episodes of Convo Series, even though they're cringy very as cringy. to me. But, Not, uh, like, you got to have somewhere to look You should redo that say, song and make it better now. <laughs> own it. Fucking own it. Own the cringe, You man. should remake it and make it better. Straight up. No. You heard it from nah. no. <laughs> it's not happening. Nah, no, sir. <laughs> not the thing is, like he had crazy vocal talent. So, like the lyrics are fire, the flows fire, but the fucking mix, dude, is so goddamn awful. <laughs> like, like uh, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. So yeah. I didn't uh, delete them. Like, I still have them all. They're just not like available. Mm. You can't find them. Gotcha. Well, we get to hear it, right? No. Off air. <laughs> Off air. No. Oh, no. I can't uh, I can't do it to myself. I Damn can't. It. I really to wanted to hear it. <laughs> like my mind is everywhere now. Saved <laughs> But yeah, so you guys uh, so you start taking it, uh uh-huh. you upload to SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh-huh. These shitty beats with nice vocals. Uh, the vocals that I ruined, yeah. Uh, that, um, that you you obviously ruined. No, and then so I was making music with him and then Gradually, I was just working on my own beats. I started uploading like them to YouTube, made a YouTube page. Uh, I started finding other artists, just like local artists. Mm. I never everything I made at that point was pretty. It was pretty trash. Yeah, but like gradually, you can kind of start hearing like a progression. Mm. Then we found a couple kids at my school, and uh, I bo- I brought them over. And uh, my beats were getting, they were decent at this point. Getting Still, some traction here. Yeah, we start, this is like my uh, sophomore year. Okay. Sophomore, junior year. And uh, 
Yeah, we start. It's decent. It's not good by any means, but like it's <laughs> listenable at this point. My beats. All right. And so, at this point, we kind of have like a. We got like five people, so I'm like, "Fuck it, dude!" Like, let's make like a record label type thing. So we come up with the name Inormality. Inormality Records. Shouts out. <laughs> Shouts out. And um, so we were honestly, all of us were there like a year and a half, two years. Mm. And shit at that point is when it really starts going good. Like the beats are getting fire. The mixing's getting fire. Mm. We got a couple artists. We're doing collabs with all of them in and out. And you can still find a lot of those songs up on the SoundCloud page. Not all major platforms or SoundCloud. And then, honestly, like, whether due to personal issues or um, uh, professional issues, mm-hmm. people just kind of start falling off. Right, right. Because, I mean, you've seen Slip Up's promotion. Yeah. Like, how serious he takes this yeah. shit. Right. Oh, yeah. The, so the other people weren't really taking it seriously. Uh, not like that. I mean, I guess you could say uh, musically. Uh, we were all making the same amount of music. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, for example... Slip Up would come over, do a song, go home. He'd be promoting it. He'd be talking to me. He'd be writing a new song. He'd be hitting me up like, yo, send me like 10 more beats. I'll pick a couple out. I'll write to them. We'll get shit going. They'd come over, make a song that was decent, mm-hmm. that was good. Right. And then they'd be like, all right, let's go party. Uh, let's, let's, let's go do okay. drugs. You know what? Then we wouldn't make a song for like a month, two months. And then they'd be like, all right, let's make another song. And by that time, Slip Up would already have, like, five songs written. Yeah. He'd be like, yo, let's record all these. So we started building a vault for Slip Up. Now in the vault, we have so much music, and it's like, there, none of them have any music anymore. <laughs> so That's uh, how it happens, man. There's, a, like, there's only a small percentage of people that are as serious as you guys. And that's very true. I see that a lot. And, and, you know, I'm not obviously not going to out anybody, but I've had people come in here and it's like, they just want to drink and, and get high and, and fuck around. And it's like, this is a business. Like, you don't like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying like, that's what we do here. I'm saying like, that's all they want to do. And I'm like, this isn't a party. Mm. This is, they want to come to the studio and fuck around. It's not like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's great. I don't judge. You know, you go do whatever you want to do. But down here, we work. And yeah. they get mm-hmm. mad. You know, and they're like, what well, do we just want to, you know, hang out and yada, yada, yada. Slip Up's honestly been it, like one of my uh, best friends throughout my whole life just because he's always been like a good influence on me because he doesn't do drugs. Mm-hmm. So like, I've always been, I've been in a, like, to a certain extent, like, once an addict, always an addict, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whatever it is, like, once you're an addict, like, you kind of always have that mindset. You just have to find something healthy. Like, I'm sure you guys are addicted to the show, you know what I mean? Like, you think about the show the whole time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So, like, yes. (laughs) But you'd also be, if you started doing drugs, you have that mindset, so you'd be more susceptible to do that. And, like, it got to the point when, like, I was always doing pills and stuff like that. I wouldn't really consider pills like a hard drug, but they're That's definitely. The problem is that most people won't. <laughs> no, but like everyone. <laughs> That's the actual issue. But everyone wants to say weeds a gateway drug. Have you ever heard that? Oh Lord. I I'd say pills are the real gateway drug. Hundred percent. I hear yeah. Your story <laughs> is the most common story of yeah. people who are on uh, opiates, um, like 
addicted long term is like well you know it started with a major injury and the, the, these are usually like it happens to uh doctors to yeah. to lawyers to football players to mostly athletes but you know have like you ever been shot up with dilaudid or uh, morphine in a hospital no maybe no i don't do hospitals that that shit is crazy dude. <laughs> you, do you can't give that, that you can't give that to a kid and i had a lot of underlying uh, mood disorders and depression you can't make someone feel that um i don't want to glorify it but you can't make someone feel that amazing mm. temporarily and then that's it and then it's gone mm-hmm. you're gonna want that as soon as they shot me up with ketamine and you're and like Dilaudid, a kid too you're like yeah. where do i you know i was like and they're sending you home with opiates yeah and I'm, i have to take them every day so i don't throw up from pain in the night mm-hmm like what? What did they honestly think was going to gonna happen? To have to take them because you'll throw up w- just if you don't take them. Y- yeah. Uh huh. Then by the time that you're supposed to just stop, get off, it's like you're well, like, what? I I don't want to. It's also I, I don't want to do sitting this. Sitting on your ass for how long? Injured nine months. And it's the only sort of. It's not just the like. The thing about opiates, your brain it gets physically addicted to mm-hmm. it. One of the only substances your body actually needs it once you're addicted. Yeah. It's not like, like they say meth is the most addictive or whatever, but that's like a psychological thing with the chemical with, you know, like people get sick. If you just take their heroin away, if you take their Laura tabs their mm-hmm. oxys, whatever it is. Suboxone. Yeah. And that's why they have things like suboxone and, uh, what, it, what do you call it? Um, the methadone clinics yeah. is to get people clean so they can like, do it safely. Um, what was my point? Good one. You get you get to the point where you need this stuff, and the doctor's nah. like, "Hey, no more." Yeah. And you're like, not only is it that, but it's also your only source of dopamine. Like you said, yeah. you've been sitting on your ass. It's the only thing that gives your brain. You ain't getting happy sunlight because dopamine comes from, if I'm not mistaken, it's a uh, food, sex, exercise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I I I was like. A lot of things that are good for your body because it's your natural built-in reward system to train yourself to say, hey, that's good for you. It Mm -hmm. makes us feel good. And I'm 14 at the time, so I'm not – and my leg's broken. I'm not having sex. Mm -hmm. I'm getting zero exercise. I'm on my ass all day. Mm -hmm. And I can't eat without the promethazine because the Norco are making me so sick to my stomach. Mm -hmm. I'm getting zero dopamine aside from pills. Other than from the medication, yeah. Exactly. So you're – so that's a, a something that a lot of people don't realize is like with with just about any drug you can be addicted to that's that's the case is that you get extra dopamine and serotonin which is the other one and yeah. uh serotonin's more uh just like long-term uh happiness it's not yeah. as much as pleasure but it like ruins these receptors and then people get depressed when they get clean like they don't you don't know how to be happy again yeah like you don't know how to just just a little bit of happy just a little bit of feel good not like ecstatic like excited like fabulous happy Mm -hmm. but just a little bit of like hey i saw somebody i liked it was nice to see them a warmth in your inside you know there's none of that nothing it's i want you're dead inside and and that's something that that people overlook it's like well can't you just get clean you're choosing to be you know what i mean people people judge but yeah all right so the Anyway, I'm wrap sorry. that back in to the normal. Well, thing. we will. Okay. After this word from us. <laughs> 
Hey everybody listening out there and also watching the video on YouTube and wherever you listen to the podcast audibly, uh, we appreciate your support and you sticking with us every week. Uh, for now, it's been just over a year we've been doing the show. Incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. And we've been working hard to pump out quality content. You know, we've had amazing guests on the show and we've uh, had extra content and a reaction channel now yeah. so if if you want more convo series in your life and you just can't get enough you can get merch available now all you have to do is contact us how reg oh you can either hit us up on all social media that's one way you could do it just dm us uh or if you want to just email us you can email us at combo series at gmail.com you want to tell them about Vision Media, the parent You can company. go to Vision Media. That's Vision, V-I-Z-I-O-N. Uh, media, how you think it's spelled, LLC.com. Dot com. And you can reach us there. Um, I think it's got a direct way to contact us just right through the website. So for it's pretty sure. simple. Um, all the merch is made to order. And now for the first time ever, we have Vision Media hats in black and blue. So... Get those today and get all of your Convo Series merch as well. Um, They're made to order. They are made to order, so make sure that you put your orders in early so we can get them to you in a timely manner. It is quality merch, so hit us up. Hit get us to, up. And smash that like and all that stuff. And again, we appreciate all the listens and your support. Uh, this is just another way to support us. You we guys keep you us going. It. And if you want you know, a way to show people that you support or that you watch, listen to Convo Series, that you you know, support Vision Media, uh, there it is. So let us know, you know. Contact us and get your merch ordered today. Today. Thank you again. Thank you a bunch of times. Thank you more than him. So many times. More, more than him. More than him. Like to infinity and beyond. But mine is that times two. You can't. No, I said beyond. Plus one. That's beyond. <laughs> so I was thinking like, you know, I was on the phone with that guy and he was like, you have a, like a voice for radio. You should be on radio. And yeah. I was thinking about like, maybe we should like do a podcast or like, you know. Yeah, you know, a lot of people these days, like, are talking about starting a podcast, but, you know, a lot of people never do. Yeah. Uh, where do you even get started? Like, Well, dude, I got a cure for that. <laughs> folks at home, does this sound like a conversation you've ever had? Does it? Seriously. Yeah. I've had this conversation. A lot of people have. And you know what? The the thing it really comes down to is just doing it. And if you've ever had this thought or this conversation like so many people um, who are now podcasters, yeah. uh, don't be afraid to take that step. You can contact us right now. And how can they do that? Oh, uh, well, you can just go to our website or follow us uh, on any social media at Vision Media LLC. Uh, if you want to go to the website, visionmediallc.com. But either way, you should check us out, uh, see what we are doing, because we do a plethora of things if you're thinking about doing anything. We do. Especially people, <laughs> the, uh, the local the local people here, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're local, we do offer studio time in-house. You can record here. Um, if you're not local and you would like to send us footage uh, accompanied by 
sound files and anything that you might need. Uh, you can even start on an iPhone. Uh, send us the files and we will handle post-production and even distribution at probably the best price. At absolutely the, the bre- best. The best price. <laughs> absolutely the best price, And you guys. heard it here first. You heard it here first. No, seriously, uh, all you have to do is record and send us your files. We do the editing however you want. We create your intro song. Um, we do the distributing all for one price. It's the best price you're going to find. So um, it may, it only makes sense to check us out. It only makes sense. And back to your regularly scheduled whatever. Hey, everybody, we're back. We appreciate you listening. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back. Do uh, whatever we said to do. Um, like all that stuff, uh, merch. Purchase the merch, man. Buy the merch. Buy their merch. Uh, we'll have a. Trying to get a link set up to an actual place where you can go to buy it. So, yes, and we have Patreon, so check that out. But guys. right now, you just gotta DM us wherever you follow us, or email us. Exactly. Whatever it is. Um, let's get back into it with uh, Prod Trotter here. Um, right, let's do it. So, can we talk about mental illness? You let's said we were going to talk about that. Um, um, yeah. You said you had mood swings? Yeah, I've always been... It's hard for me exactly to describe Mm -hmm. what exactly the fuck is wrong with me because I've heard... I've been through so many different psychiatrists and psychologists. Mm -hmm. I've heard borderline personality disorder. I've heard schizophrenic. I've heard bipolar. I've heard major depressive. I've heard social anxiety. I've heard heard everything. Right. So it's like no one really knows what the fuck is wrong with me. Mm-hmm. It's like I've I've just always had a lot of problems. Like I remember from a young age, uh, walking into school or church, throwing up, worried what people were gonna think about me. Mm. And um, it, it just kind of it it definitely um, just graduated. I remember having suicidal thoughts for the first time in my elementary school. Uh, I was young when shit started going bad, and it was just like. I never really felt a purpose for life, if that makes any sense, mm. until I started racing dirt bikes. And then that transferred into drug use, into self-harm, into more drug use, into music. So it's like, I've always just struggled with my head. I've always felt like something is wrong. If that, if that makes any sense, I've always felt like I'm not okay where I'm at. Mm. Like, I, I felt like I'm not meant to be in this reality. If that... If that makes any sense. Okay. I don't know if I sound like a fucking crazy person right now. No, uh, I wouldn't say you sound like a crazy person, but it's very interesting to hear that perspective. Yeah, and uh, it definitely uh, got worse, not with the drug use specifically, but definitely with the uh, psychedelics. Psychedelics definitely did not help me. Yeah, that's something that, like... Is not good for mental illness. And uh, as like a, a proponent or an advocate mm-hmm. of like certain psychedelics mm-hmm. for medical use, I I also think that they're not for everybody. No. And a lot of advocates won't tell you that. Right. No, because I remember I have um, some friends that used to deal with like similar problems than with me. And they started doing like mushrooms heavily, stuff like that. And they're like, bro, it cured me. Like, it, it's gone. I feel better. I understand life. Like, as a kid that struggles so much that can't get out of bed in the morning, that can't go to school sounds like nice. a normal person. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, bro, it's good. So I start doing them. Shit's just getting worse and worse. I kind of start, I guess you could say, losing touch with reality in mm-hmm. a way. I can see that. 
um, I start just being in my head all day, like not, uh, are you familiar with, uh, mindfulness? Uh, as in like, as, being I, mindful? as in like the act of being present in the current moment. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it got to the point when it was like the, the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I was never fully here. Mm-hmm. I was somewhere else. I was in my head. So... I would definitely say be careful when it comes to psychedelics. They can do a lot of good for people. Especially if you have a history or some kind of underlying Mm -hmm. mental, uh, you know, I don't want to say, I'd say condition. I don't want to say like disability. Yeah. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, Because I think everybody has different wiring in Mm -hmm. their brain. Absolutely. And I think that some some people's differences are a little bit more dramatic, and so we try to put a label on that and call that a certain mental illness. And some people do, like, exhibit the same chemical imbalances maybe, but a lot of shit with, like, giving people drugs for psychiatric reasons is, like, guesswork and it's hit or miss and it's – because I grew up with that life too, like being in and out of different doctor's offices and they say, well, try, they never say, this is what you have. Take this. It'll clear it up. They say, Hey, let's try this. It sounds like you might have this, this, or this, and then it doesn't work or it fucks you up worse. And you go, that wasn't it doc. And they say, okay, (laughs) we'll try this. And I have been on so many psychiatric medications that you don't even know. And it's always, it's always the same thing. We'll try this. It takes about two months to kick in, come back in six weeks. We'll see how you're feeling. And it gets worse. And then they're like, okay, let's try something else. They don't want to normalize like the go home, try meditation, sleep on a normal schedule, get some exercise, get some sunlight, do something that makes you happy. They don't make money from that. Exactly. Pharmacies don't make money from that. When in reality, that's what finally helped me get to a point where I'm stable mm -hmm. is I sleep normal hours, eight hours a day. I try to be outside at least an hour. I'll hit the gym. I'll eat three meals a day and I'll do music because it makes me happy. That was that worked a hundred times better than any medication that they ever put me on yeah. ever exponentially. And that's where I'm saying like some people. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you Go off, ahead. RJ. But some people have a legitimate certain chemical imbalance mm-hmm. that you can fix by giving them that chemical to take orally in the morning or in the evening. But for most people, it's a mixture of things. Right. And I'm not what saying puts you on track the most is that's what I'm trying to like. I don't want to take away from people who do need medication. Yeah, if you have exist. medication, take it. If you have a medication that works, take it on a normal schedule, same time every day like you're supposed to. But a lot of people and doctors won't tell you, try this first. You need to live a healthy lifestyle first and mm-hmm. then decide if you're depressed. I remember you know? the last um, psychiatrist that prescribed me medication was a good-ass guy. He cha- He changed my life, honestly. And what he told me is he's like, think about medication like a scale. All right. I was like, okay. He's like, put it on a scale of 100. He said, sleep, exercise, and eating right are going to be 95% of what helps you. He said, think of medication as the last 10 to 5%. Only use it for that little bit. He said, if you're not doing these other things, there is zero point in taking medication because you don't have the basics of life done. And that's why celebrities uh, have have more access, I want to say, like, because they can pay like celebrity doctors who hmm. make enough money to tell you the truth yeah. and still make money. I actually just found out about corporate doctors. This is an actual thing. Like a corporate doctor is a, is like separate from a like a family, you know, 
practice doctor. Okay. So um, corporate, some corporates pay these doctors to go, or yeah, some corporations pay these doctors specifically to get physicals on their like high clients or whatever. Maybe like the CEO, someone who's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Damon John, I don't know if you guys know him. Shouts out to him, the Shouts creator out. of Fubu, and also I he's on Shark Tank. Um, oh. Fubu, the cl- clothing brand. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And he's on Shark Tank. Uh, I just finished his book, by the way, one of his books, nice. Rise and Grind. It's really good. But he was talking about these doctors and how he had to go see a doctor. Now he would get a physical every, I think, three to six months or something like that from his doctor. But for some reason, the corporation, when he got big or something, just wanted him to go see the corporate doctor. Mm-hmm. When it saw the corporate doctor, and they found a lump in his throat. And he had just gone to see his doctor a couple weeks prior. And, like, they did the same examination, whatever, whatever. But uh, they went and found, like, Damn. that in his throat. And then, like, you know, that's how he found it. But, no, I, I wanted to say that because you had a really good doctor to just, like, break it down like mm-hmm. that to you. Because, like you said, you never had anybody break it down to you like that. Yeah. That's the yeah. first time I've ever heard that. Yeah. Um, and so it was like the 95%, it was basically exercising, eating right, sleep, and then you found your muse, yeah. music. Doing something you enjoy, whatever it is. Exactly. Even if it's just like going on a walk, drawing a picture, mm-hmm. just something that makes you, that you enjoy doing. And for you, that Playing was... Playing a video game. Creating like, beats, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, uh, so we got into Inormality Records. I want to kind of go back to that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point... Um, how do we get to Intermality Records? Uh, you guys, you said earlier that you started a group with about four or five other people. Yeah, yeah. They started taking it not as seriously as mm-hmm. you. That's my opinion. Yes. <laughs> to me, it sounds like they well, didn't take Well, not it even necessarily me because I was just the producer. It didn't really matter to you, me. I was, plural, make, yeah. I was making beats, uh-huh. sending them out. Okay. Whatever happened, happened. Because okay. I was sending beats to everyone. I was spamming mm-hmm. everyone on my Instagram. So I wasn't really expecting mm-hmm. much from people at this time. So how do we take it from a hobby to, all right, let's start really promoting like this because Slip Up promotes like nobody's business. It, it was honestly Slip Up's idea, mm-hmm. 100%. He gets all the credit for that. It wasn't my idea. I was just behind the scenes. And then um, he comes to me. He's like, yo, I want to start taking I want to start taking this here. So he starts doing his promotion like he is. No one else is really doing it. And at the time, like um, the way it started is I would say like Slip Up didn't necessarily have like the uh, – how do I say, um, natural, uh, rap ability, like some of these kids had. Mm -hmm. So like they could just rap, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But then slip up was working and these kids didn't, a lot of these kids didn't care. Right. So they were, they were just like staying stagnant. You know what I mean? And slip Mm -hmm. up was just like progressing, 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 progressing. Exactly. Then it got to the, yeah, he worked for it. He didn't just get it. You know what I mean? He grinded Mm -hmm. hard. And it got to the point when like, his music was a lot better because of how hard he was trying, and it was getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he was getting fed up with the fact that even me included, me and all these guys weren't putting in the same effort that he was. Mm-hmm. And I can see it from his point of view. That'd be frustrating as shit. If RJ was showing up drunk to the studio when you guys had some shit, you know I what I mean? <laughs> no, that's different. We used to drink a lot yeah, more. Yeah, we used to drink just, on the show, no, a but lot. like <laughs> for the show, finding but. our way. But he was getting fed up with me too because I was still deep in addiction at this point, mm. and he'd come over to, ready to record. He'd have all his songs ready, and I'd and be like, like head down to sleep yeah. on my desk, passed out, and he'd be like, "Really? We're not recording today?" And then, then. uh 
I start bringing everyone over for these, like, group studio sessions. He's sitting on the couch ready to record and just, mm. just having conversations. I was just, like, I, I, rem- I remember sitting in my bed, and I was up for a couple days at the time. I was like, dude, I'm not fucking okay right now. Like, this is where my life has taken me. Like, the, a lot of these people aren't, aren't real friends to me. They don't care about where I'm going. They're just trying to have a good time. And Slip Up was my best friend. He was a good friend. He was always telling me, he's like, you shouldn't do that shit, bro. Like, let's just make music today. So at that point, I kind of, that was the point when I was kind of like, all right, you know what? Slip Up's my main priority. He's making the best music. He's putting in effort. He cares about me as a person, mm. even if we're not making music. And so at that point, I started fucking with him. And then the point, it like really switched when Inormality kind of fell apart. Not fell apart, but it became just me and Slip Up mm-hmm. was when uh, I moved to Arizona. And uh, he was the only one that stayed in contact with me. As soon as I moved and people didn't have access to my studio anymore, and I couldn't record for them, and I wasn't doing drugs with them. Out of sight, out of mind. They stopped hitting me up. Mm-hmm. Slip Up was the only one that hit me up, and then we flew him down. I We just flew him down to my apartment down there, That's and awesome. I was in a school at the time. So I had this multi-million dollar studio, crazy studio, yes, and up? we were just grinding. In you it. had access to the school studio? Yeah. Oh, that's so That cool. is Whenever I up. wanted. <laughs> so we were just grinding in there. That's where we made lights out and shit, and... Mm. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of how it fell apart. Now I'm back up in Utah for a little bit. I'm going back to Arizona to finish up school. Mm. Then I'm going to LA, and you see slip up with these big moves. He has these shows coming up that are crazy, big headliners. Or Shout put, out to slip up. He just had out, a show man. out here in uh, Salt yeah. Lake City too. We're doing crazy features. The beats are crazier. The songs are crazy. The music's just great in general, in my opinion. And it's oh, like, absolutely. We honestly probably wouldn't be at this point. If everyone stayed in a normality, you know what I mean. I'd probably be a junkie in my desk doing coke, making mediocre music. <laughs> and let's be real, Slip Up probably would have moved on and found a new producer and engineer that were taking mm. it as serious as he was. So I, I, I obviously miss the old days a little bit. It's hard not to be reminiscent because we did have a lot of good times in the studio. Where right. everyone was in there putting in creative input, making group songs. That was a good ass time. And that's some of the best shit ever. Yeah, but. <laughs> It, you, part of maturing is you have to look back and be like, that wasn't good for me. That wasn't what I needed. I need to move on and do my own thing. It, it's like breaking up with a girlfriend almost. Like it stings. It's like, damn. But, but sometimes you just both need to move on. Yeah. Are you going to stay unhappy or are you just going to be happy? Yeah. And so it, it just got to that point. And I, I can't say that I'm not happy with where we're at now. I love what we're doing. It's crazy. I'm happy to see where y'all have gone in the year since I met you guys doing these little local mm-hmm. shows. You guys have just, like, taken off, and yeah. you're doing big shit now. It's crazy to see. It's super awesome, man. And I, I couldn't be more grateful, honestly, mm-hmm. the way my life has turned out. Like, my past, like, in the time, the addictions and the self-harm issues and the wanting to kill myself, was so rough but i would do it all again it made me who i am today i wouldn't appreciate the way my life was right now if i didn't go through all that it kind of gave you a little bit of direction in, yeah, a, in a dark way yeah yes sir <laughs> that's good though it's, it's it's good to know that because damn dude <laughs> like i didn't know to any of this and like you just kind of took me on a journey this whole freaking episode a lot of people don't know that about me i'm uh i the thing is i still deal with a lot of issues like mental illness to anyone out there dealing with it it's a constant struggle 
you just can't give up. You know what I mean? Like, there's still days I can't get out of bed. I have panic attacks. Like, coming over here, I was even freaking out. I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. What am I going to do? But you just got to go. Mm. Like, you can't live your life in fear. You're going to miss every opportunity that oh, you yes. can take. I so feel true. that because I'm so true. Like, I wouldn't consider myself scared of a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I'm scared of everything. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know I feel I mean? exactly like, what you mean. Yes, I know what you mean. Like, I got balls when it comes like, <laughs> doing shit, but, like, like talking to people, meeting people, going to, just to the store sometimes by yourself, mm. you're just like, fuck, I don't really want to do that. No. You know what I mean? So it's mm. like more anxiety. You got to get out there, dude. I got I a lot of anxiety. I used to go to the movies by myself, go to eat, like eat. Once I'm myself, out doing it, dope. oh, I'm happy. I'm like, it's oh, let me roll there. the windows down. Let me get some music going. <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever it is. You I'll just got to get to that point. I'll be flexing in the store, okay. whatever it is. But like just when I'm sitting here by myself, like the thought of like not having somebody next to me to like, mm. you know, it's like natural when there's somebody with you to go leave and go do something. Yeah. But then, and maybe it's like a codependency issue or something. I don't know. But then when you're alone, you're like, I don't have that person to like, just like, we're going to naturally leave. Like, I'm just going to sit here and procrastinate <laughs> and, and think about how much I don't want to be out in public right now mm-hmm. and overthink it and overthink Anyway. <laughs> not to go too far but um you know i felt that but it's good to know that you made it you know like, i don't want to say on the other side but yeah yeah you're making it through we're, we're walking across the line right we're now all, hey man we're, we're, we're making it <laughs> we all are. we're weaving back and we forth are. a little bit <laughs> <laughs> hey sometimes you trip um and fall but or stumble a little bit but you know just the important thing is to keep just keep freaking walking man yeah so that's good that's good stuff and like I, I, part of like the normality thing with my fans is that normality is like, it's not a real word by the way. People always tell me that, and they're like, you know, normal is not a real word, right? <laughs> yes, I know normal is not like, a real I like word. It, too. it works. It works. It was just the first time I heard normality wreck. That's my shit. Bro. I know. I was like, what did she just? Say? But like <laughs> the the idea for me behind it, at least when I put my input in, was like, be okay with being like a freak. You know, not necessarily a freak, but like. You're different. It's cool. Yeah, you do. Like we okay. we kind of wanted it to be like a family, like all our fans and everyone that's around us. Like we care about everyone, and like me especially. Not saying the slip up doesn't, but like my point of view is like I want everyone to feel like I'm someone that they can talk to their issues about. Because growing up in a religious family, my family was always there for me. Don't get me wrong. Like if I wanted to talk to them, they would have been there for me. But they were religious. They had more or less a. My mom especially had a, a perfect life. She never struggled with addiction and mental and stuff like that. So it was like I didn't know how to come to my family and be like, Dad, I, I'm shaking if I don't have my cocaine every day. Like, Dad, right. I can't stop cutting myself at night. Dad, I want to die. I didn't know how to say things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I always wanted people to feel like, and me, if they didn't have someone, they could find someone that related to their issues. Right. Well, dang, man. If you guys uh, need anybody to... DM me on Instagram. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, but seriously, if you want to just... Uh, if music is your way to like escape, I swear to you, listen to his stuff. Listen to Young Slip Up stuff. Yo, you guys, if you haven't heard the Young Slip Up episode, go back and listen to that. But I already told you. I talked about your beats and everything, too. <laughs> um, just like the y'all's combination. You can mm-hmm. tell that y'all have been working together for a long time. You so can tell. The very start, he was the first person I recorded, aside from myself. Yeah. 
everything we learned we learned together nice which was amazing you could tell definitely through the music that you guys have that relationship yeah um so if you guys heal through music go listen to that stuff where can they find you guys do you have anything to plug any of that that's your this oh. is your time to shine uh, prod right here, Trotter. right oh, here. Oh, <laughs> prod on Instagram, uh, Inormality Records on Instagram, uh, Prod.Trotter on all socials, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, everything you can find me. You guys have anything coming up? Um, we got a show, the uh, Summer Festival with Lil Xan and St. George coming up. Hey, so let's go. Headlighting. Fuck yeah, let's uh, go. I got okay. a beat tape coming out on the way. Okay. And uh, you let's can go. check, just be on the lookout for uh, more music on all platforms. Check out Young Slip Up or my page for future release dates and so forth there it is damn you heard it here folks you did <laughs> thank you guys for having me i really we appreciate, appreciate you man thank you for coming it's been <laughs> such uh just a good episode good it conversation. has so thank you for that thank you everybody for listening you can find me at the chosen one on instagram and you know how to spell it by now um uh what and you also know how to spell that on tiktok and if you don't it's u h h underscore what zero <laughs> follow our parent company vision media with a z v-i-z-i-o-n media how you think it's spelled l-l-c on everything uh vision media one on facebook so won't let me change it <laughs> <laughs> and we have a lot of cool buttons that you yeah. can see now right here on screen Play so if you're not yeah if you're not watching <laughs> you're gonna want to see this <laughs> jump right over to youtube and if you only listen to the audio version of the podcast jump over to youtube anyway and give us a subscribe because we're on the road to 100 and thank you so much yeah we are thank you for saying that we are on the road to 100 on youtube that can be uh found at combo series podcast we are on all social medias combo series um just look that up. That's C O N V O S A R I E S. We appreciate it. Yeah, Google us. We're a whole but thing. But we're also you can search us on everything. Even Definitely. TikTok. And uh, yeah, make sure you go follow us everywhere on everything. We also have a Patreon. You guys, you can join for as little as Fresh. one dollar or join uh, up to I think it was fifty bucks. Yeah, and, you and get a free fifty merch. dollar tier gives you. Free piece of merch, so. Free piece of merch, uh, and I guarantee it'll be good. Among other things, that's oh, just yeah. an add-on. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> and that's just an add-on. But uh, go follow us on Patreon. We appreciate you guys. I have been RJ, a.k.a. Reg Travels on all social media. Go find me. We want to thank you again, Prod Trotter. Thank you guys for having me. Seriously, it was amazing. Man. Thank you, man. And until next time, everyone out there listening, we love the shit out of you. And until really next do. time, peace. Peace. Inner Melody Records. Yeah. Yo, try it.